0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind pump. Mind pump with your hosts, Sal Stefano,
1: Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews.
0: Isn't it crazy that it was the we were the least excited Event. about it? If I was being completely honest, of course. I, I lagged the most on looking them up. I was the least excited to talk to them. I almost feel like this. This always happens to us. It's like, that's why I'm like, even this, so we have an interview tomorrow that when we fly to LA, we're going to go interview someone who I don't like. No. No. And he rubbed me the wrong way because over a year and a half ago, we reached out to him. Oh, bro, I talked shit to him once on Instagram. Oh, so, remember we went back and forth. Yes. I see if he remembers that, bro. So, <laughs> so but I've, I've Watch told Watch Univision
2: him, be the big thing.
0: I, <laughs> I, I told myself, I'm, we're, we're going and I'm not going to get upset. We're going to... Because it always ends up this way. The That's ones true. that I, I'm frustrated about or I care the least about. you know, And Thrive, for sure, what a fucking badass company, dude. Uh-huh. One to five hundred employees in four years, oh. the ability for them to bro their model is is the that's the future. Oh, it's like game over. That's the future. How if you can offer me? They'll get bought by Amazon. Yeah, it, well, that or it'll become the direct competitor. I believe my thoughts after after now understanding and seeing Thrive and their mark or seeing their business, I believe that that has to do with Amazon's purchase of Whole Foods and that's part of their strategy is to become... Think about it. If you're Whole Foods, you probably have some of the best organic connections in the country. So that is probably the the hardest part for Thrive, like he said on there, is to get your good streamlines mm-hmm. of good organic foods. So if you're Amazon, you go buy the biggest distributor of organic it's, foods, they're going to fuck the stores off. Yeah, all. but Food they just, have a
2: membership system that's, that's different. All, that's all coming, mm-hmm. bro. That's all, all, right, all coming.
0: Guess right. why? It'll be what's why. Right,
2: listen, in this episode of Mind Pump... We get to interview uh, two uh, good friends of ours. Yep. Uh, uh, we have Martin Silva, who's a competitive physique competitor. He's actually ranked pretty high. And which, which organization WBFF. is in? WBFF. WBFF. Yeah. Good-looking guy, shredded. And his friend, Andrew Bond, who's a personal trainer that I know personally, I've actually worked with. And in this episode, we actually talk a lot about building your fitness business. Either as a personal trainer or doing it online, um, there's a lot of really good information in this episode about, you know, how do you build a business in fitness? Because you have some people who are very successful as personal trainers or gym managers. Right? Or- they're
0: knowledgeable. They understand the body. they su- You and I have dealt with this for many, many years. Uh, a lot of times I would get a guy or a girl, just brilliant mind, great with people, but then just cannot make any money because they can't sell themselves.
2: That's right. And there's a, there's a lot of moving parts there. Um, in fact, this is an area that in particular, me and Adam trained lots of people for large fitness organizations uh, specifically on this. In fact, I trained probably more trainers than I did clients, to be quite honest. And we talk a lot about what to do in this episode. And we recorded this episode a while ago. We hadn't aired it until now because we wanted to put together a date for uh, a free you know, mastermind
0: here at Mind Pump Media for trainers. It's how to build a six-figure-plus business in the fitness industry is the idea. And the reason why it's free is because we know this first time, and we'll just be completely transparent with what we're doing right now, and that is... We want to invite, you know, we're going to bring down, I don't know how many, however many we can fit. I know Doug will decide that as far as how many people actually be able to fit in here that we can organize it, and run it right. And then it's going to be a lot of conversation because we want to find out what are the things that we can do to help. Uh, those that are wanting to either either get into the fitness industry or already currently in there and want to make more money doing that. So this first one is going to be a lot about finding out where can we help you as much as possible.
2: And we're gonna we're gonna we'll hang out with you guys for hours and talk about your business and what you can do online, what you can do when you present your product to people, whether it's personal training or your gym. I mean, if you're a gym manager, if you're a personal trainer, if you work in fitness online, like uh, anybody. It's free and it's open to anybody. We're just limited with space. Um, It's October 21st. It's here in San Jose at Mind Pump Media Studio Headquarters- uh, it's, uh, it's going to be in the morning, probably around 10 a.m. I so, think
0: it'll be at 10 a.m. We're going to go all day long though. We'll so do- it's going to be an all day event. We'll be there all day and it'll start at 10 o'clock in the morning. And you know, right now we haven't closed off on the time that we're going to stop it at. Cause I have a feeling it's going to go. I can't along. wait, man.
2: I can't wait to like sit down with people and like dive into their business and help them out. Um, and again, it's completely free. So here's how you can sign up for it. Again, remember, space is limited, so get on there quick because it probably will fill up fast. Uh, It's mindpumpmedia.com forward slash P, the letter P, forward slash money. Again, let me repeat that, mindpumpmedia.com forward slash P forward slash money. So uh, without any further ado, here we are talking to Martin Silva. You can find him on Instagram at martinsilvafitness and talking to Andrew Bond, who you can find on Instagram, at Mr Bond Fitness. Here we go. We have two guests with us today. We need to announce who our guests are. That's right. Martin Silva. Now, you're a professional physique competitor from the UK. Yes, that's I read right. an article about you. It said you were one of the uh, up-and-coming talent coming out of the USA. It was, a, it was a, out of the UK, excuse me. It was a very exciting article. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know who wrote it. Yeah. Uh, wrote, I wrote it. Wrote <laughs> <mom>. <laughs> I wrote
3: that one. I wrote that one. Yeah. My, my mom did. <laughs> yeah. And then we got whoever wrote it. Hats off to him. <laughs> and then you
2: came with your friend Andrew Bond, who's a personal trainer out
3: in the, on the East Coast. That's correct. East Coast in New yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: You guys have social medias you want to plug?
3: Yeah. Um, well, mainly, inst- my Instagram is at Martin and uh, my YouTube channel, which is uh, up and coming. I'm trying to grow that a bit more. It's uh, just Martin Silver Fitness on YouTube. So uh, that's pretty much it, really. Excellent. Means yeah. who handles? You My did this on Facebook backwards. as well but
0: yeah. you do a lot of like uh, pornography photos and so like Yeah Could I want to you keep that one like,
3: on the download them, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep the soft porn can on I the t- side right t- Can I tell you what happened
2: <laughs> Legit, right so I started so when you were following us and we would talk back and forth so I'd like your photos cuz I want to show you support and a lot of your photos are kind of like these, you know, shirts off kind of. Oh sex, yeah, yeah. Sex sex. I'll, I'll admit to Every that. Every other. So I started liking, I started liking your shit. Next thing I know, the search function, uh, you know, when you go on the search on your Instagram, yeah. it's showing me all these Flooded. fucking dudes, yeah. 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 Stories. This is what he told us anyway. <laughs> no. You ruined. Mrs. Getting worried about you. Excuse. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Mar- It's because of Martin. You ruined it for <laughs> no, me. That's yeah. great, man.
3: That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. I ruined your life. Yeah. 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 Not my production. life. Uh, no. Just, oh, yeah. just the search part. Just your Instagram,
4: yeah. Andrew, where do they find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at MrBondFitness. As in Bond, B-O-N-D. That's and,
2: a uh, that's a that's a great that's last, last name. name. James. <laughs> Andrew Son in So. Yeah. <laughs> now you guys have been in fitness for a long time. You're both also personal trainers, mm-hmm. and you've been listening to Mind Pump. How did you guys find uh, Andrew? You found uh, us I first. Fu-
4: I found you uh, stumbled across you by by chance. Really, I was following. Um, your boy Joe, Joe Donnelly.
1: Oh, oh yeah. shout I, out I, to Joe I, Donnelly. A, <laughs> you, love, you love a bit of Joe. Don't <laughs> what, a, what a what a great guy. He's so friendly. Uh, he's such, friendly. A, he's he's such a stable. Friendly. He's a
2: stable individual. Yeah. Very yeah. stable. <laughs> <laughs> just,
4: just shout very out stable. to Joe just D. Shout out. Yeah. Just yeah. Shout out. Yeah. You know, go follow. It's, it's, go it's, go follow uh, Joe Donnelly Fitness Instagram if you can. Raise do up. So I just stumbled across this page comment section, and some some girl commented, "I love the podcast you were on." And luckily enough, I was just starting um, going into podcasts at that time, and I looked up your obviously Mind Pump Media, and I started backtracking through all your podcasts. Um, thoroughly enjoyed them, and then I just sent you over to Martin. Like, I'd like to
3: give you uh, my my uh, little story on my first first episode of uh, Mind Pump quickly. He introduced me. Um, I scroll through the list. First one I listened to was the CrossFit one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <That's a flat laughs> Sold straight away. <laughs> 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 oh mate, it was
3: it was hilarious. So I was I was hooked straight on, and obviously. I learned a lot of the episode as well, so I was uh, I was tuned in then from from from, cross, from the CrossFit one-on-one. Well, wow, that's
4: like at the beginning. That's yeah, right, at the beginning, I, man. I backtracked through most also of them called, and then uh, just caught up then, though. So. Oh,
3: you wow. can't you were, catch up nowadays, guys. You need to no, slow you, down you just, a
1: bit, man. You do need to slow down. You <laughs> missed one you week with them.
2: <laughs> we, we, we talk a lot. We like doing that. You You were saying how it changed the way you train yourself and train people. Uh, mm-hmm, through correct. the show. Uh, what, what was it? What what it what changed about it? Because you were you were really into the physique world That's right. at that moment as well.
3: Yeah. So I stepped on stage for the first time about three and a half years ago. Um and basically my whole lifting career has been the typical bro splits, you know? Mm. Um splitting the body parts, um, never really focusing on, on doing the body as a whole and you know, focusing on training frequency and adaptation as you guys integrate into the programs. So it was just switching over and hitting the body parts more regular. It, just to dumb it down, hitting the hitting the body parts more regular by doing the three total body sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first plan I'd done was the red maps, mm-hmm. uh, which I had awesome results off. Um, the trigger sessions, work a treat on the days in between and that. But yeah, anyway, um, I st- I, I've always done bro splits and done different body parts. And then I switched over to the red maps. Um, I'd done the whole night. It's nine weeks, I think, the red maps one. The results were insane. I mean, strength, uh, also physique as well. Uh, and just the fullness of my muscles from doing those those trigger sessions of vascularity, everything. Uh, and then I, I went, I, maybe I should have done the green maps in between, but I went over to the black maps and aesthetics, uh, leading up to a show, actually, leading up to the world championships. And then I actually had a coach of my own, so I switched over to a different plan. Um, but, yeah, I, I, in hindsight, I, w- I probably would have been better off just sticking to the, the black maps yeah. so uh, I've done that leading up to the, coming out here as well for the casting I had out here done a black maps aesthetics just done a phase two and phase three at the end uh, and yeah I, I apply that now I apply that style of training now um, to my clients and um, how are they doing with it really well yeah really well because you train some people as you know once or maybe twice a week so to get you know to get most things covered within that time uh, and get you know the, the, to get the maximum results really the frequency element comes in a lot there as well. So I'll do two sessions with someone, and I'll do I'll cover every all the most you know all the compound exercises mm-hmm. within those two workouts, and get two uh, two foundational workouts in with them along those lines of um, red maps and black maps. And I've integrated Prime into that as well. Obviously with all my clients. And what's been a really really good selling point out in Australia, because obviously I moved over there to start from scratch with my uh, PT business,
0: is the um, is the Prime the Prime assessments.
3: What are they called again? Oh yeah, the yeah Compass the compass. The compass assessments. Oh. On the on the initial <laughs> session, they worked. Together.
0: How many years now have you been training clients? Oh, a long
3: time, over a decade. Oh shit, yeah, real since, long since time I, since I was nineteen twenty. Yeah.
0: Oh shit, you started early, like I did. Started
3: early, yeah, yeah. like you guys. Yes, yeah, so that's why I can relate a lot to a lot of the stuff you talk about. So
2: very cool. Yeah, it it blows me away how full circle some of the stuff is coming because uh, you know one of the one of the impetus uh, impetus that kind of got me uh, to create the first maps program was identifying how the old time strongmen and bodybuilders trained. Before the introduction of uh, steroids, or even before the introduction of protein powders, like way back in the day, and you'd read about their feats of strength, and you'd see pictures of their physiques, and it was very impressive, especially considering they had no, none of them dieted, none of them did anything other than they they would they would train a particular way, and they all trained kind of these full body type routines, and they would all write about certain things. Like I'd read about uh, Eugene Sandow, and you know, some of these other, uh, you know, strong men and, and, you know, aesthetic looking physiques back in those days. And they would say things like uh, don't train to failure, but they would use other terminology and they'd, you know, talk about training muscles more frequently and how in between their workouts, they would practice movements at low intensities. And uh, once I started kind of opening my mind a little bit and applying that to myself and to my clients, it blew me away. And mainly it blew me away because it was so opposite. Mm. It was so opposite from what I was reading in the bodybuilding magazines and the fitness you know, forums and stuff. And the funny thing now, it's coming full circle. One of our forum members just shared an article from uh, T Nation, which, by the way, is a great uh, – for the most part, they've got great articles. And they just – there was an article published, I think, about th- maybe four months ago, three months ago that they shared. And the title of it is uh, Split Routines Are Dead. Mm-hmm. That's literally what they said, which I would have never expected from wow. a bodybuilding, you know, muscle building uh, you know, blog or whatever. So it was really, really cool. But – so you're both uh, personal trainers, but you guys were also both talking about trying to build that in other realms. Are there, sure. what do you, yeah, what are you guys looking to, to do? We talked about online coaching potentially. and
4: um, Definitely online coaching. Um, I feel that now that I'm trying to look into other businesses like um, real estate back home with my sister mm. um, because I can't see me doing, um, pushing out 10, 10, 12 sessions a day like I'm doing at the moment. It's so tiring. That's something I don't want to do into the, into the future. As passionate as I am about it, um, I can't see myself doing that in my 40s, 50s.
2: People don't realize when you train, you know, seven clients or eight clients in a day, they think you train seven or eight hours. Mm. I think when it's it, easy, man. They think what, it's uh,
4: you know, um, working with different personalities for those seven to eight right. hours as well is difficult. For Me- your mental, mind as well, mentally, mentally you know? training,
0: you know, it's exactly. not just, it's not just physical. I mean, you're physically actually lifting weights uh, and spotting people for seven eight hours. But then on top of that, you're also like you said, you're on. You're exactly you're yeah. on. You're talking to if you're good, right? If you're really good you're a chameleon and you're able to mm-hmm. mirror whatever client you have, which mm-hmm. is going to require you're absorbing the energy right, exactly. they are bringing in, which right. a lot
5: of times is super draining.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. So sure. I, I think a lot of people don't realize how much that takes to be able to, and then to do it well, right? Because you're yeah. trying to give a very personalized, yeah. great session, great, uh, you know, training, Regimen from somebody who is fully on. You don't want one client also, paying the same as your first client who gets energy filled at yeah. him when he gets to work. But then just like done. you
3: said before, actually, it just came back to me. Then you said, um, you know, which I've something I've taken on board is uh, um, a good trainer is always a therapist before they actually are a trainer. If that right. makes sense. So it's delving deeper into the psychological issues mm-hmm. and, and elements and components that come to come into getting you know achieving your goals. And that's the part which can be taxing and it is the, the the psychological side of it the energy you're kind of I just got you know? in
2: fact I just got I don't know if you if you don't mind me sharing no, but right, uh, right. I, so I work with Andrew um, virtually so I I do some coaching with him and he had asked me you know how uh, if I had any techniques or any advice for when you know you work with a client how to not take on their stress or not take on their some of their issues because when you're working with people on a one-on-one basis People will come in with problems. They'll come in with stresses. They'll come in with just their energy could be you know low, or, or or they could be you know irritable or whatever in a bad mood. And it's hard not to take that on, especially if you're an empathetic individual. Which most personal trainers who stay as personal trainers, part of the reason why they do it is they like people. They are empathetic individuals, mm-hmm. so it becomes a very difficult thing. Not to mention, again, like like what we were just talking about earlier, you're on the entire time. So if you're working eight hours. For those of you listening that have a typical, you know, 9 to 5 job, you know most of you are not working for 8 hours. You're not on for 8 hours. Well, the
0: irony is the the better you get, the harder it becomes. Definitely. The better you you become at your job, which is that ability to be a chameleon, to be able to service each one of those people individually and give them what they need energy, motivation, direction-wise, it becomes more even more taxing on you, right? So because- it becomes
3: taxing uh, using the concepts that I've learned though, um it, you know, recently even for this podcast alone, is it's just actually um, it's getting them to take a step back a lot of the time because people are normally too stressed out in life, aren't they? Mm. They're normally doing too much, or they're not doing enough. They're not eating right. They're not doing enough mobility. So it's taking them a step, getting people to slow down mm-hmm. and focus more on you know stretching, and then you know doing maybe a strength phase with them, and doing different things with them, and and, tr- and kind of getting them to. Like I said, slow down is a hard that's a task within itself, isn't it, this day and age? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean?
2: one thing that I – so you know I thought a lot about um, Andrew's question when he asked me that. And I, I gave him some advice, but then I thought some more about it. And uh, I realized that one of the things that I did that was really effective as a personal trainer that made it easy for me was I started to become a little bit selfish. And what I mean by that is I started to realize that as much as I had to show and teach – my clients and the reason that they they hired me, I also was able to learn and grow from them. So you know, I got an opportunity to train you know a doctor or a surgeon. Well, during the session, I'm going to ask them questions about things I'm interested in that have to do with medicine, medications or, or procedures. Or maybe someone's an executive at a tech company. I'm going to ask them questions about what they're doing. It does. There is a dual purpose. There, people do like to de stress by talking about certain things and it makes them feel better on the flip side i'm learning i get the opportunity to to work with all these different personalities and learn from them and the result of that was doing you know after doing that for 10 years of working with all these professionals was i was just uh i just became well-versed in all these different subjects and i looked forward to showing up to work uh rather than sometimes being like oh man i'm so tired what am i gonna do it's like oh shit i get to go meet with Mm so-and-so who's a you know, uh, who's a general surgeon, I can't wait to hear about the cases that they've been working on. Yeah, exactly. And I would ask them detailed questions. They actually appreciated it. I got something out of it. And then I didn't feel like I was just giving, giving, giving hmm. and going home, you know, totally spent. That's- and that became the highlight, uh, of, of personal training for me it was, uh, it was like, I was going to school, uh, every single day and i would come out of it, you know, smarter and, you know, more informed and again, the side effect was I became so much of a better personal trainer mm-hmm. uh, as a result. But I'd say one of the biggest uh, drawbacks of personal training as a career, if you're going to stay in that, you know, th- that particular specific part of the field, is you're limited by the amount of hours of the day. You can't mm-hmm. see more yeah, than yeah. I mean, eight clients a day, five <laughs> days a week is very very exhausting. Oh, for sure. In, in fact, when we worked for uh, big cro- corporate fitness facilities, they considered full time six. Mm. six clients a day was full-time
0: yeah i also think that the the business model is is changing it's changing and it will continue to change and i think fitness is a little bit behind um and that was part of what inspired mind pump when we got together we all kind of saw that like man when you look at like and we're lucky we're blessed we're in the silicon valley so we get to see a lot of tech stuff move pretty fast and we see it early before the rest of the country does right so that being said, I think when, and someone, Justin loves this stuff, when you start looking at like yeah. where all these other businesses are moving and fitness is really kind of in the stone age, we kind of knew that. I, I foresee uh, that one-on-one type of coaching, that that's starting to go away more and more and more because there's always going to be those people out there that will pay whatever amount of money to have one person giving them all their attention. There, that, there'll be a market there, but that market's going to shrink because... We went through in about 2000, and you guys should remember because you've been around so long, is in the early 2000s, we went through that huge boom. Everybody was making money. Everyone was spending money on personal training. It was cool to say I had a personal trainer. And then we hit the the bubble burst, and the market took a shit, and then all of a sudden, training actually became a real – like, it was hard to get a a client now. Where I was part of the era before, during, and after – and I remember uh, that transition and what that felt like.
2: Everybody was doing boot camps at that
0: point, right? Yeah, and, I, they were and, trying to get- and I, I did also, right? So I, I at one point realized, like, I got used to a certain amount of income as a trainer. And now in order to make that same kind of money, I had to get creative. I had to do other things than just take on all these people that wanted a personal trainer to say they had a personal trainer. Now only the people that could afford it were coming and getting training. And so that, that forced me to think outside the box and that when the group training. And I was doing that a long time ago. And you see now like Orange Theories, your uh, soul cycles, all these little small little boxes are are like the new thing, right? Where they have, it's almost like private coaching because you get a, a trainer to yourself, but then there's 20 to 30 in a class. So it's intimate, but yet class-like. Uh, so you see that model going, right? Yeah, now you have metrics and all these biomarkers
5: <laughs> that you can sort of follow. Mm. And I think that's honestly that's where the 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 tech boom is really kind of coming in and they're trying to grab all these different like data points and so you know if you're a trainer now i think what's the smart approach and you're talking about being able to scale right that's the biggest issue because like you can only train so many hours of the day Mm -hmm. uh you really got to figure out your process and you got to figure out your protocol and um like every single step to that process like make notes and, and and keep that uh in your in your mind as far as like how can you duplicate yourself how can you duplicate yourself write it all out uh what are the what are the steps you take with each individual case what are the variables all that kind of stuff because later on that's going to be valuable because you're going to be able to now take a lot of that information and you're going to be able to put it in some form of an app or some form of a tech Uh, a a device and you're going to be able to reach a lot
3: more people. That's my plan, CJ. That's actually, um, obviously I've came over here for uh, like a modeling gig. Mm -hmm. Providing I land this, it should pay really well. And I'm looking to, um, I've already, I've had a website in place by well, the way, you can check it out. Is uh, a
4: <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. I want to try and build it up. I Let's might as well plug all <laughs> <laughs> He's also selling, uh, he's selling, he's selling maps <laughs> programs on there as well. Yeah. So we, always,
3: uh, we appreciate it's it. it. It's <laughs> www.redtube.com. No, oh, no. Red no. no. Oh. That's, That's not. Some <laughs> of your Instagram that pictures. That's a great I mean, site. I mean, YouTube. Uh, no, yes, yeah, it's, it's Martin-Silver. Uh, sorry, martin-silver.com. But anyway, yeah, I'm looking to. Um, to, to focus more on the online stuff and like you said the, the main thing is to scale it mm-hmm. Um but I've, I'm actually designing my own programs obviously I had a word with Sal inspired by you guys so from what I've learned and stuff I'm, I'm looking to get my own programs in place now as a first step there's a few other things I've got in mind ideas as well Um but like you said about an app as well I've been looking into potentially doing that one day as well but yeah that's where it's at really you've got to kind of move with the times if you like now Well, you, and technology you've got to capitalize on that
2: and you can you can move into that into that realm but there's a lot of trainers who don't want to and they say look I just want to work with clients I just want to work with people I want to touch people I want to be in front of people I don't necessarily want to spread out, which is fine too but there are smart ways of doing
0: it. One thing. Yeah, but when you say that a trainer that says that to me is the same thing I'd say back to that trainer who's like, "Oh, I just want to be a trainer. I just want to help people. I just don't, but I don't want to sell anything." Yeah, I don't. You got to. You, do gotta, well, you have to learn to look. One. You have to learn to look at the. It's a business. No, no, no. no how you, it's I'm a not business, even saying gotta, that. Yes,
2: you do got to do that. But what I was going to say is, there's very smart ways of structuring your business that are going to help you be more successful. Like for example, the way Justin's uh, did his personal training, the way he structured. The way clients paid him, I think, is fucking brilliant. Um, that I was, I didn't even do when I had my 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 wellness facility. I wish I did because it was. Uh, I don't know if you want to kind of go into how that works. Because yeah. usually with personal training, the way it works is people will buy sessions, right? They'll mm-hmm. buy a package of sessions, yeah. ten sessions, twenty sessions, and you thirty try and sessions. Hustle yeah.
5: them through these sessions in order to get a re-sign.
2: Yeah, exactly. And sense. you had it set up a little differently. Yeah,
5: so I I basically kind of flipped it uh, and made sure that. I have a month to month basis of like, okay, uh, you have an availability, you have, you know, one, two, three, you know, sort of sessions available for you per week. And so, you know, what we do is we agree upon this ahead of time. So, you know, within the month, you have X amount of sessions that you can, you know, accomplish, and we're going to go ahead and schedule it out and do all this ahead of time. But you're going to pay me for that up front. And you know, my time is valuable, your time is valuable. This actually puts it back the ball back into their court. So it's not like you as a trainer, you have to like constantly barrage them with text messages and trying to get them to stay motivated and come into the gym. And I mean, obviously you're still going to want to do that because you want the long term, you know, you want them to keep enjoying the process, but um, you know, you have to think of yourself as a professional and like this, you have to value yourself. Mm. And so, you know, I, I charged up
2: front and I charged a flat fee and then it, so it'd be X amount of dollars that they pay just monthly. Yep. And it's sessions available and it's up to them. So if they don't show up, then that's it.
4: They lose the they money. They lose you know? it. Right. They yep. lose it.
2: Or or they can maximize them and use yeah, them. So, so I'm available three sessions exactly. a week. Exactly. We yeah. can you know it's three thousand dollars a month or whatever your fee is. Mm-hmm. And so then you get you have a bunch you know a bunch of clients who are paying you a flat monthly fee. As yeah. a personal trainer, business wise, it's good because, you know, when Justin told me how he structured I was like, fuck, that's the way it needs to go because one of the biggest uh, problems with being a personal trainer is the uh, instability of monthly income. That, that's the other thing. Yeah, because yeah, you could go like, this month I resign all these people, then for two months I don't, and I don't mm-hmm. know how to... Mm-hmm. This is like you know exactly yeah. what your monthly... And there's
5: ways to kind of like, if, if you're currently just doing uh, like 10, 20, 30 session, you know, like the old kind of model where you're trying to sell those as packages um, and you're trying to run these people through. So once it ends up... Um, I I just started to slowly kind of convert all my clients into this month-to-month basis. And, you know, obviously you kind of give them a little bit of a break, you know, because it's a flat fee. So, you know, but even just scaling back a little bit on price for a flat fee for, per month, it was a consistent payment process. Now I, I have like ways that I can incorporate that money and plan out my marketing strategy, you know, all the other components of business that you need to be, have reliable income to mm. to lean on. So that that was huge. Yeah, what
2: I, what cool I, what I, what I like about that too is it gives it puts more responsibility uh, to the client to yeah. show up and work out. And that
0: model, what's thats that? Is
2: that, what is I, that? I, are, are, what's that called? I it's like, called something because they're doing it with healthcare now. Yeah, it's... Some po- doctors are doing yeah, it
0: Yeah, and it's popular for you to group things. Personally, I think that was great four years ago when Justin was killing it and doing it. I think now this is you, a good point. I, I think now you need to have evolved your social media business to a point because that is the direction it's going. That's you will cool. see this, mark my words, in the next couple years. You will see the, the where I don't, I don't know where, where you guys are at, what the big chains are. Over here, it's like the twenty four hour fitness, the LA fitness. These are the big chains. You will see big chains. Their training staff Will be full of ten trainers. Not only will they all be educated, experienced, fit, good looking, but they'll also have ten thousand Instagram followers, five thousand. Oh yeah, you gotta have that. That yeah, will yeah, become yeah. That's part of. About, you're you're it? already seeing this in in other in other parts in other parts of the other industries that are always ahead of fitness. Fitness is always behind on this shit. But you're already seeing this where application process will ask for people's social media following mm. because there's a lot of power in, in employing somebody who is. If I got. If I have the two of you and you're you're coming to me and you want a job, let's say for mind pump, you're going to come work. You want to work for me. I'm going to offer you great, great pay. I like you both a lot. You both pass all the characteristic stri- t- uh, tests and I go, well, he's got 10,000 followers. He doesn't even, he doesn't like social media. He's off of it. He doesn't care what that, well, who the fuck am I going to hire? It's, mm. it's a no-brainer. That's yeah, 10,000 people you're automatically introducing to my business by hiring you on. You're, and multiply that by 10, 15, 20 trainers, this will become a necessity. Whether you decide to work for a company, or you decide to go privately on your own. Actually, so, more so if you work for yourself. Yes, yeah. It's sure. it's it's, yeah. it's yeah. almost yeah. mandatory if you're going to be by yourself. So Justin's yeah. model, I'm not knocking that because four years no, ago- no, that's part
2: of it. He that, was, that'd be part of it. The social media is another part of
0: it. You well, can't that, ignore That's something that you can fix right now. Like If you're a trainer right now and you're not doing that, you can convert over that. That could be a transition you make tomorrow. But you, you better bet your ass that if you're not getting on- your social media, as at least as a business. And I'll tell you what, and this is coming from a guy who didn't turn on his Facebook, didn't turn on all that shit. I hated all that stuff. I
2: remember when you used to message me uh, back in the day when we first started kind of talking a little bit. Um, you know, Adam would send me messages and be like, dude, you need to fucking get on Instagram. This yeah. is back when I, when I, you know, me and Doug were putting maps together and I'm like, Instagram, what the fuck Instagram? Who cares? I don't want to get on Instagram. He's like, no, you have to get on it. You don't even know. And I'm like, nah, I don't I even, mean, whatever. I don't even care about it. I mean, uh, I obviously should have listened back then because it'd be a lot bigger now, but uh, I mean, it's uh, it's becoming uh, a, a huge part of business. It will become, I totally agree with you, Adam, it will become the biggest part yeah. Of business. It's crazy. Your
0: net, your, net, your net worth, like I say all the time, right? Your true net worth is your net circle. Mm. And you before you even decide how you're going to make money, any of those things, you can be working on your net circle. And I think this is where a lot of people make a mistake. We get so caught up in what I'm going to sell and how am I going to make money versus... I need to find the people that would even be considering buying anything from me. And that should be my main priority. And if I, I need to have something of value to get them to tune in and listen to what I have to say. And if I'm still having a hard time doing that, I'm putting all my energy in figuring that out before I'm even thinking about my.
5: Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. And to, to bring it back to like the, the old, you know, when, when I was actually in the business doing it that way. I was constantly, uh, running like Google ads. I was, I was optimizing my website. Uh, you know, I was doing all the legwork online to then get the traffic and get that all established because, you know, with that type of a model, you need to, you need to constantly be, uh, focused on your marketing and, and, and driving that business, uh, towards you. So, um, at that point, like when they sign up, it's great. Cause it's, it's reliable income, but you know, that's freeing up, my time to work more on, you know, marketing.
2: You know, this is a great conversation because I know I've, I get messages from uh, fitness people all the time, trainers, who are always asking me how they can build uh, their social media and how they can, you know, turn that part or at least use that part to help build their business. This and, isn't just for trainers, in my
0: opinion. I think this is everybody. Well, yeah. I mean, just because that's... anybody our, who wants to be self-employed, right? Well, that's just because that's our wheelhouse,
2: right? I, I, I usually don't get real estate people a message me about that, but. Um, but uh, so here's another part of that because, uh, a lot of them are just worried about the size of their social media, like how many followers I can get. And I, Adam, you had an interesting experience with your Instagram page. When we first started mind pump, you had the social media presence. None of us did at all. So that would kind of give us a little start, but it changed and it shifted, mm-hmm. uh, with mind pump and it actually became more effective, uh, later on, even
0: though it with, yeah, with less.
2: Yeah. So explain that maybe because I, I always get people well, asking when, me how they can get it bigger, and it's not necessarily about the size. Again, when I first turned on, that's what she said. When I was
0: I
4: going to say, <laughs> when I first turned on
0: my Instagram. Uh, I did it with the intention of building a business. I didn't turn it on to connect to people to have fun with it because it sounded cool to do. Uh, I at that had already made up my mind that I was going to try and build this business uh, off of us through a social media platform, and I saw where Instagram was going. So when I turned it on, immediately. I was already kind of watching what others were doing. Okay, what is what is this guy doing? That's like in my in my field. What's he doing to have all these people following him? And of course, a lot of the times it was somebody who was already famous, and then they got in, then they turned on an Instagram, and then of course they already had a large following. So sometimes it was hard to see, you know, find people. And then after I've been doing it for a while. I could see somebody who had a, a small page, and I got to watch them grow, and, and saw some things. And then at the beginning, I was mirroring a lot of what I saw, and a lot of what I saw in the in the early on, especially in men's fitness and stuff like that, is the you know like the half naked photos. Those always get the most likes; they gets the most attention. I'm going to keep posting those, so I posted like crazy. And I was I was getting at the early on when I first started my Instagram, uh, you know, I was getting up over a thousand likes on photos and seemed to be growing pretty well, um, but. I went back then. Justin and I had created the Nutrition Survival Guide, and when we released it, uh, I didn't sell very much, and I was like, "Fuck," you know, getting all these likes and all my. You
2: thought you thought I'm getting all this, this social media. Yeah, stuff. right.
0: And and so really, if I look back now, if I look back, if you look all the way back on my IG. You can see it's a lot different now than what it was, and today it's more me. It's who I am. Like now, I get to just put myself out there as Mind Pump Adam, and it's it's this is my this is who I am. This is what I talk about. This is what I'm thinking about. This is what I'm reading. Whatever. Versus when I first started, I was I was trying to grow the business so much. I was always doing all these things to try and get attention, to get followers, and none of it was really converting to dollars. Now, like a normal picture is like 700 likes or so, but then there's 50 to 100 comments because there are people that are actually fans of the show, engaging, asking questions about fitness. They're not following me because I i am half naked and I'm attractive. I miss the bare red pics. <laughs> that's that's, yeah. the, that's oh the difficulty God. trying it to might...
4: build your Instagram when you know, I'm, I'm getting the most likes with... Um, Shirtless pictures. Yeah. And then when I'm talking about they have their their likes. vegetables and things like that, and I'm getting minimal likes, and I'm like, how
0: do I
3: build this? You know, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: A plate of veg or, or someone with his top
3: off. some you of know? shirt off the underwear. <laughs> <showing> <laughs> that. <laughs> That's it. Well, I mean,
0: I, I went all the way to the length. So I saw this, and I, and I saw that the, the cleaner the page looks, all these things. So I went and actually, I paid a photographer Took when I got in shape. I came out of my pocket, paid for all of those stuff so I could have... Photos that I could drip over mm, over the course of time, yeah, yeah, leak them out and then write posts to them. So I tried to do all that stuff. I did that. I was successful doing that, but I was I was attracting the wrong people. These aren't people that were going to. Uh, that wanted to hear me talk about health and fitness and a better way I to just take care. Look exactly. at your pictures exactly. and just stay true where, where, to yourself. Where though, I was it? at as well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if I, now true. if I was selling men's underwear and stuff like that, that probably would have been a good strategy, yeah. right? But it, it wasn't. Very
3: specific, or, yeah. And that's that's the uh, same position I was in as well. I built all the following up, you know, doing the competitions and stuff. Um, It was a given that most of the photos were like half-naked photos. You know what it's like when you're shredded? It's mm-hmm. like you get the pictures up there, you get the likes, you build, you follow My following was flying up. And then, um, and then I started going more. Right, okay, now I, it wasn't like yourself where I went in there initially with a game plan. It was just like I was doing competitions. I was, I got like you know I was actually sponsored by a supplement company back in the day as well as mm. one of those and <laughs> a free tub of protein. Yeah, a free <laughs> tub of protein uh, a month. You know, making it all worth my while all that hard work. Um, and a shirt all those sweeteners and stuff. No, but uh, no, but yeah, that's it. And uh, it kind of slowed down. Well, I took the educational uh, route or route, as you say over here. Took the educational route. Um, it slowed down. My following definitely slowed down, and the likes weren't coming in as uh, thick and fast. Uh, but now I'm, I'm noticing. I'm starting. I'm seeing the trend of people I'm attracting now. People who actually want to be educated more, want to learn more about health and fitness, which is good. So I'm slowly veering yes. away from the wrong kind yeah, of followers there There's a I've lot. There's a lot. I've still of, got. Yeah.
2: So my, so my page is a good example of that. And by no means am I an expert at social media. This is something that's still relatively new to me. I, I'm probably when it comes to the aesthetics of the page and all that stuff and understanding it, I'm probably the worst. But one thing I do, I think very well, is deliver information. And so I don't have a massive page, but what I do have is followers who follow me, who value my content, mm. which translates into uh, it, it translates into business if I want it to. In other words, I have a good conversion rate. And I mm. notice, you know, I have uh, friends and stuff who've got l- much larger pages who aren't able to convert their pages because people don't follow them for their value in terms of their information Mm. and stuff. It's just to look at them. Mm. And so that's something to think about because if you're in fitness, uh, it's very tempting to do that because fitness is so cosmetic driven. Mm. It's very tempting to be just all about your looks and you'll get a lot of followers, especially if you're a female. If you're a female and you're very good looking, you're very fit and you're posting half naked pictures, You'll get 10,000 followers. I mean, you're going to get 10,000. You have those. You what, kind those of, what
3: kind of followers do you think they'll be then? Right. right. Most of it. Well, I'll, I'll give <laughs> you And what <laughs> are they going to buy we, from you if
0: you're trying to build we a, actually, a business? They ain't they buy shit. Shit, right? We actually made sure that we tested this theory too. <laughs> is we, we paid uh, God, we $1,500 $1, or $1,800 oh, yeah. to a girl who had a million. Four, 4 million followers and had her do multiple posts about Mind Pump and weeding uh, his shit from it. I mean if we didn't get hardly anything. So you think
2: was, four million right. people
3: I might have had a few new followers, but you're not gonna get any direct conversions necessarily you, because yeah. of the type of That's people the thing. Like yeah. you,
2: you think four million followers, you're thinking, wow, we're gonna do a couple posts, like mm. this is gonna be massive. And you know what her followers did is they looked at it and were like, This is not a naked picture. This right. is not a butt. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. And they don't wanna even they don't even care <laughs> you know what she has though, I mean, it's funny. And, and they don't even care what she has to say. Now on the flip side, if we had I don't know, somebody who has a lot of uh, content on their page, somebody whose followers follow them because they really like, like a coach or a trainer or even someone like Elaine Norton Post, hey, look at this new program that I'm following. It's really good. We're going to see a huge bump mm. because the followers are following him because they respect uh, their information and their content. So mm, value. R- really, r- I heard this from, I can't remember where I heard this, and I'm not sure if this is accurate, and I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but- I read somewhere that really all you need for an online business to be very successful and that by the way not everybody's going to be you know multimillionaire, you know, uh, successful with online business. But you but most people can do very well with an online business, can really support themselves well. And you need somewhere like maybe like 5,000 to 10,000 like dedicated, you know, customers or followers. That's it. Hmm. I mean, there's a who was it? Um, there was a podcast when me and Doug were talking about uh you know we were doing online marketing with Mass before uh, Mind Pump even started we had thrown around the idea of a podcast and one of the ones we looked to was I think Entrepreneur on Fire if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and a popular podcast and the guy would openly talk about the amount of revenue he would generate oh my God. He, he was generating something He's like a, like a quarter it, million dollars a month and revenue. But it wasn't very many customers. It wasn't like he was getting shit tons of customers. He had a really good product. It was a high pi- high priced product, but he delivered lots of value. So he only needed like a couple thousand customers to be able to generate this tremendous amount of mm. revenue because of the value he brought. And that's something that people should consider mm. if they're trying to build a business. Because I think a lot of times, at least this was for me, I was very confused. I'd look at social media and think, Oh, this will never work for me. I can't get. How am I going to get half a half a million followers mm. or a million followers? That's never going to happen. You don't have to have that. Mm. You can actually, if you're a personal trainer, and let's say you just want to build an online coaching business, and you're developing and you're delivering good content, and you want to make a decent living, mm. you know, ten thousand like good followers who are following you for your content is plenty mm. to be able to do that off of. You don't need a ton, and almost anybody can develop a page with a couple years worth of work of dedication to be able to build that so but i do think it's important that maybe we tell people or give people tips on how on how to do that because I, I swear to god adam i must get uh at least a message a day on on how on how to do that and that yeah. i think is such a big part
3: well i think just being consistent it, though like you said just just being consistent with what the information you are given and not veering away from what you're doing isn't It.
0: yeah I, I think that we're we're in a era now of like transparency <clears throat> is king uh with all the abilities to Photoshop and go rent a Lamborghini and take pictures in front of it, to do all these crazy things and to pretend like you're something that you're not. I think somebody who's just, who's willing to humble themselves, squash their ego a bit and just be real. Like the struggles real. This is what it's like doing what I'm doing and sharing, sharing that journey. I think for people, it's just, it's really rare. It's rare to find that everybody is putting their best foot forward. And I think, uh, being different than everybody else. You got to be different or you got to be able to provide something that somebody else can't provide like you. Right. So authentic. and Yeah, yeah be, exactly. And I think when you, the, the more authentic that you can be, uh, I think that's the first key, but then there's like some real, like I think important tips too. And I, and you know, Sal said something that I continue to razz him about. So learning to speak to your platforms in a perfect world, Sal's content would be on Facebook on our Facebook page and his Instagram would look more like our mind pump media, IG page. So you got to speak to your platform. So I- Instagram is, is got it where it's at. The reason why half naked pictures are get so many likes is People are scrolling through a feed. It's fast. Yeah. It's mm. instant. I'm going through. I see a hot picture. I like it. I move next picture. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I don't think they read it sometimes. No, they, no. Don't. You put oh, they, they don't. They don't. Read
4: and,
5: it. and you, you know, I've done an f- experiment with you, that. You've done that before. Yes, yeah, right? so I've where actually yeah. tested that. Where <laughs> I'll I'll put something,
0: put something in there. Yeah, inside the in the content that's fucking obvious to what, <laughs> what I'm saying, and people still ask the question. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't read the four lines I wrote. Like, so <laughs> that's Instagram. So knowing that and you're if you're trying to grow it when you look out when you when I open I do this all the time right I open up and I look at my homepage and I look at it from a bird's eye view is it aesthetically pleasing hmm. does it make me want to go to the net, see what that picture is and look at it? and that means everything from the photos are clean and professional to interesting enough to where I'd want to tap on tap on it so you know those are simple things that you can already start thinking about right now, uh, for those that are trying to grow a social media business. And then Facebook, you do actually get people that will read blogs, it's more of a blog setting, it it's a still appeals to the older generation that likes like ourselves mm. that will read content that long. So, good long content belongs to some of that. Twitter, fast, smart, witty, good to the point punctual information so learning to speak to your platform uh is another thing that's important too and getting good at and actually treating it like that if you're trying to build it and decide that right is this your is this your page to show me your your family and your kids and your hot girlfriend or is this your business page you know distinguish that you know am i you know trying to build a business around your half family half you know party fun life half business like you know, if, if you're really treating it like a business, it should kind of reflect whatever your, your business idea is, too. So I think that's important. And I think
2: some general, really general uh, advice that we've really tried to capitalize on, or at least uh, has become a part of our brand, is um, deliver and give, give, give as much free stuff as you possibly can, as much information, as much access as you possibly can, because whether you like it or not, uh, and this was really hammered home to us by one of the guests that we had on our show, Tom Billu, and that's basically anything that can be free will be free at some point, mm. and we're seeing that with uh, you know big media like TV, you know music, like the the the, the more free it can be, the more free it's going to mm. be, and if someone can give. Where You're giving away for free, they will, and you're done. Mm. And so, you got to
3: learn how to work with that. You got to be consistent with that as well. It's not just something you can give a few free, you know, articles out, for example, or whatever you're going to give out, um, you know, information. It needs to be consistent. You have to do it for sometimes years on end consistently before you get any comebacks
0: or any uh positive. Well, we were talking about that with the YouTube, like, you know, if we're being completely transparent, I mean. I think we make a whole like three dollars a day on YouTube. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Boom! Yeah, right. Doesn't even doesn't even pay for the electricity. Three dollars a day can feel. So looking at the bigger picture, and and every day we're adding fifty new to sixty new subscribers, but that's it's slow. Mm. It takes time. It takes a lot of work. Was built in the day? Was it right? And and if you're if we're thinking about all the ways that I'm going to make money off of it right now, like we're not (coughs) thinking correctly. We're always trying to. enhance the channel so you know like i told you we're not even
2: thinking about money from youtube it's all about like just how can we make it better how can we make Mm. give more and just keep doing that like we when we turned on mind pump we didn't monetize we didn't ask for a single dollar for a full year no uh when when we had the podcast because we knew like we just want we just want to give people so much that by the time we do offer something they see the value in it and they say okay i want to support you know support this podcast or whatever i want to get this product because I've been listening to these guys talk for.
0: Well, and when you analyze all of your all the big YouTube stars, right, the ones that have the gold button, right, million plus subscribers, and are making a ton of money through YouTube, uh, mo- most of them that's what they've they've just for nine ten years they've been given lots of great free information, right. and, and they were first to market. Yeah, first to market great information early on tons of it consistently over 19 years i mean they—they. that's why it's i
5: mean it's a good idea to really look at you know what's trending as far as like a new platform so like uh, our guy was telling us a little bit about medium as being a good place to blog now because it's getting a lot of traction it's
2: like a blog social media yeah
5: and there's just there's just stuff like that like you want to keep your eyes peeled if, if like you're just starting out it's probably might not be the best idea to start with something that's like totally overly saturated right so i mean or maybe do that as is sort of like in conjunction with but really keep your eyes peeled for the thing that like everybody's gravitating towards uh because it does It, it makes a difference when timing all you know lines up uh you know you're first to market you have a good message uh, people will find you a lot easier that way, so just something to consider. You know, I'll tell you what's
2: well. what's really uh, what really trips me out. By the way, that that seems to be my phrase now. People have told me that they've what? quoted me. And, it trips me out. Apparently, I say that a lot. You already stole been, been so been much for for you stole yeah. my
0: wheelhouse when when we first started. I was like, Fucking hey, this yeah, guy. This now is now is he's my wheelhouse. Now he's taking my sayings too. Oh man. Oh man.
2: We're I'm still about, trying to find mine. What are you though. talking about? I was, my, I was the one that first said that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know what really trips me out now is that the celebrities of tomorrow are all social media. Oh yeah.
5: It's yeah. no longer like Dude, you're you know, starting to see commercials of that like, like Dude, it's internet crazy. Star so and so and you are just like, "What?
2: Yeah. The my fuck is this guy? my kids have my kids you couldn't they, they don't know TV stars or movie stars too much." But they definitely know social media stars. You go to fitness. You guys go to fitness conventions, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the Olympian. all uh, yeah. who get who have the who, yeah, has, who has the long lines? lines.
4: Uh, physique guys, yeah. Instagram yeah. guys. There's, shreds. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you yeah. see yeah. someone so like. We swole? A, yeah. yeah, right, right. shout
5: uh. out to him and Joe Domino. Cue, it up, <laughs> Cue, Cue it up for a picture. Together for a picture for the guys. Those guys, Team
0: Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it, I mean, that was a, I remember, I remember that's the, a trip, dude. That it was is, like four, it happened overnight. four or five years ago. I was at Olympia and I went out there by myself. It was like, we were barely starting like any social media stuff. We hadn't even really kicked off mind pump. And I was already kind of feeling out the industry and seeing where who's, who's moving, who's doing what. And, uh, I was at Olympia and I remember like, that was actually the first time I had seen. I remember I don't know if you guys remember. Do you remember me taking a picture of the banner of Joey Swole and yeah, you guys I that. being like, "Bro, you guys are yeah. going to trip out." And that's like Rich Piana as. Like, Piana was oh going to say, God, that. "Right, I'm like, one. dude, there's the literally from... literally Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler over here and nobody's talking to them. They're like there's two people in line to talk to them yeah. and fucking Joey Swole... Has a fucking line out the door. I was like, "This is crazy." And this yeah. guy is all he's done is done something on Instagram. You know, like nuts be- in it. Who's X- the five? Yeah. Who's the five percent guy? The five percent. That's Rich Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah,
3: no, no, no. yeah Rich Piana, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the uh, Body Power in uh, England. He's big in those Canada. expos. Yeah, the, the queues, man, for like days and days. Are you non-stop you... queues? Like I'm talking, Why? they never ended. You know? how, bi- I mean, lines, how big lines? lines of people? How big is, is the fitness world out there in the UK
2: and Australia? Is it big?
3: Huge. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's a global thing now. But in Westernized countries now, I think it's. It's just expanding fast, but um, Australia, in comparison to Britain, mm-hmm. uh, they're a lot more. They're a lot more serious about their training out there, um, especially where I live in the Eastern in Australia. In Australia, yeah, for sure, um, they're more. They're kind of a bit more ahead of the game, a little bit more ahead nutrition of the game in terms wrong, of what right? they know with nutrition and yeah. just generally they're a bit more educated when it comes to health and fitness out there. But at the same time, because the fitness industry is saturated with uh, information which isn't really correct, mm. <laughs> a lot of them are brainwashed with the wrong concepts. But in comparison to the UK, they're, they're a step ahead. They're, it's it's the weather and stuff yeah, as well. All these outdoors, things play a part. Beautiful. Mm, yeah, I mean, it, there's beaches everywhere. Yeah. Where there's a beach, you have your top off, and <laughs> it's vanity. It comes down <laughs> to vanity a lot yeah. of it. You were, it? So, you were saying not that, so much about health.
2: You were saying earlier off air that there uh, that there's even guys that are having challenges with their insecurities. As For sure,
3: yeah. The northern uh, over the bridge in northern uh, Sydney is um it's actually a bit of an epidemic now where you read about on the paper where there's guys like um. Committing suicide and stuff, younger guys You're from me. the age of fifteen to about eighteen, I think. Why? Because Why? It's. I think it's. It does come down to like body image, it, body that. image, body image, and stuff like that. Apparently, wow, yeah, and these are guys. These, yeah. these are like yeah disorders, yeah, in guys, um, which is actually more popular than women having those issues in the northern side of Sydney. You know what's interesting so, about
2: that? So uh, I actually speculated uh, this with my girlfriend not that long ago, where I was talking about how. Historically, it's been women who um, have had to deal with the the brunt of this uh, advertising in terms of, you know, you need to look a certain way, and it really because it started with fashion uh, when it came with clothes and whatever, and women need to look a certain way, and bathing suits and all that stuff, and diet pills and. You're seeing a lot more of it now go towards men. Not not more than women, but a lot no. more than it was historically. Social media has got and to be the yeah, massive part in it. Yeah, just- and so now you're seeing more and more of these problems show up uh, with uh, with men, which mm. you didn't really deal with so much, no, you know, no. even when I was a kid. Definitely so that's crazy that you're seeing it's these like guys. It's like you
3: say with people scrolling through, though. You know, say people are scrolling through and liking pictures on Instagram. Uh, a lot of people are just scrolling through and comparing themselves to other people. Which then just makes multiplies these issues. Then it, you know, what I mean, it's wow. not going to make it any better. So, I mean, how do you how do you guys
2: deal with it? Because you are both pretty fit, uh, you know, good looking guys or whatever. How do you guys deal with that? Have you, did you, you guys it, get into fitness because you felt like that about yourself, or was it uh, was with it? me?
4: I, well, go into go I got into fitness um, from playing sport really. So it wasn't about yeah. um, body image at that time, but it's definitely escalated over the years. <laughs> it's <was> Gradually <laughs> got worse for myself as well with self esteem. Uh, you know, mm, so um, yeah. I think finding you I guys, you say say my coaching <laughs> Sales <laughs> so coaching is uh, <laughs> sending downhill. send a plate mate? Yeah, but even in comparison, you know, I'm comparing myself to Martin sometimes, and I'm like, you know. He's a WBFF pro, Mm -hmm. and that's difficult for me as well, you know, lining up next to him on the beach because he's on another level to me. I see Mm -hmm. that. I've just got to be acceptable. (laughs) He's great genetics, you know, and I've just got to accept that and and work work towards my own body goals and body images much better. Mm. Um, But I found that difficult as well. I'm blushing now, mate. Stop it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now, (laughs) now, now you guys guys have been traveling
2: through the U.S., doing some work and doing some vacation and stuff like that. Mm. Fit, good-looking guys. You got an accent. That's got to be a magnet slam. I can't right. even imagine. Got to be slammed, <laughs> I, I have like,
4: a ring on my finger.
3: so <laughs> oh, just do it. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The rings of power. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just yeah. being, he's just been leaving me to the business. I mean, my room on
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a really good point though, because uh, I remember being a personal trainer, and one of the things uh, I struggled with was I always got really frustrated that I, I I thought, man, I have the knowledge, I I work out hard. Why the fuck can I not look like the magazine cover? Like, why 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 can't I get to that point? And you know really when I talk to clients and I and I help them when they when they give me their goals right like I think part of the, your job is really helping them understand uh what that really looks like because there's so much bullshit out there with magazines and now social media that most of us including ourselves can get a very distorted view of what mm. healthy fit mm. and a realist a realistic body type to maintain while you have other goals in your life yeah. because yeah. let me tell you being stage ready uh, and and building a fucking massive business at the same time is fucking difficult. Yeah, yeah difficult tell, to say the least, me. mate. Jesus,
4: right. I tell them uh, they don't know how dif- difficult it is to get to that stage as well. They think it's easy to yeah. get down to know. those body fat levels. Take, yeah. takes <laughs> like a a I'd l- love to do what you do and I want to do your training and diet plan. and like, takes, you don't. Takes a lot yeah, of time. <laughs> I have different goals in mind. Like, yeah. Yeah. you feel I, drawn. You feel tired all the time, yeah, exactly. lack of energy, your libido is low. Right. Why do you want to be like that? <laughs> right, yeah, right. Like
3: same as me though with the training. there was I've always been active as well, so I've always played sports like rugby and uh, whatever else when I was younger. So um, getting into the training, then I think it was something similar to what Sal said. It's like um, obviously when you're younger, 15, 16, uh, you want the women at that point. You want you, you know you start you start um, you know kind of chasing women or whatever. Um, and and then obviously playing rugby as well I wanted to be a bit bigger for that and then I just loved it and just kind of uh, kept it going kept the momentum Mm. and uh, I've never stopped really for like the 15 years or whatever when it comes to lifting weights Um, but yeah that's it when um, people who come into it um, now as you know from scratch and uh, you've got social media to compete with and they compare themselves to other people you know it's just trying to Trying to, trying to lay it out to them that it doesn't happen overnight and you've got to eat right. And all the other elements that come into it, it's not just what you do in the gym. It's the lifestyle and stuff. Martin, well.
0: when, and when would you say you were in the worst shape of your life? Worst right, shape? Right my... now, I think, after this
1: week. <laughs>
3: week <laughs> of vacation. <laughs> nah, worst shape. Um, ah, worst shape of my life it was actually I had a little rebound.
4: Uh, after shows before. (laughs) I won't go into that. We had a a, uh, a lot of uh, days where we were binge eating badly. I was was, was going to say, yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Going to the relationship with food, I mean, um, with the competitions and stuff. uh, After the first few shows, I then I rebounded afterwards, which is uh, quite a common thing. But one time it was like around about Christmas time. So I had a show in like November. uh, And then I had about, about it was at the end of November. I had about three weeks, actually up until past Christmas. It was pretty much a month. Of of just destructing really. I was training maybe two or three times a week, half hour sessions, and I was just eating rubbish food for about a month solid. and That was probably the worst shape I've got in. Um, but that you know I pulled it back fast enough. It wasn't like I left it for um, you know longer than a month or anything mm-hmm. or done any permanent damage. Touch wood, to my metabolism. So do you <laughs> realize? All
0: good. Do you realize there's a there's a growing epidemic right now with that with these people because of Instagram because of social. Well, I shouldn't say because of it, but uh, one of the factors that plays into this, I think. <sighs> Right, it's, it's very popular now. Men's physique and women's bikini; these categories are exploding, and everybody's wanting to get diet down for a show. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming a very popular goal that people have. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I believe I can do that one day. I want to, and they set this goal to do that with just that. It's not something they want as to be a part of their life forever. It's just no. I want to prove to myself I can get that kind of shape, and so they're hiring these coaches that are helping them get stage ready which are starving their bodies and training them like shit and then they go into the they get down to the leanest they've ever been because they've been starved for eight ten weeks for a show and they come out of it and they rebound like a motherfucker yeah. and they they go on this huge climb Pour on like 28
3: pounds oh a yeah week or something. It, happens, um, it happens it happens all the time and it's, it's such a common thing i mean um most most people do it but like you said people don't go into these shows for, well, firstly, don't go to the shows um, into these competitions for the right reasons. A lot of people do do it for insecurities, you know. Maybe, maybe deep down, one of the reasons I then it might have been related to that. I can't say you know directly it was, but a lot of people do do it for the wrong reasons without realising it. They are kind of um, they're making things worse because they they want to do it to make themselves feel better about themselves. Sometimes it doesn't always happen like that, does it? You know, you know how it is when you do a show. You know, sometimes you don't get the when you want. Um, you go in, you know, really confident. You don't get where you want to get. You put your heart and soul into it. You rebound afterwards. Then you've got all this emotional kind of destruction or you call it the um, symptom symptom eruption or whatever yes. it is. You've got that to deal with then afterwards. And uh, yeah, it can, it can be a bad outcome. So.
2: Yeah, one of, the, one of the most powerful uh, phrases that I ever used as a personal trainer with clients is many times people would hire me and I'd ask them why. I'd always ask why. So that, you know, what are your goals? I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to whatever, you know, build muscle. And I'd ask why, 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 why. And it usually would come down to, well, if I lose, you know, 30 pounds, uh, then I'll be happy. Usually it would, break down, it would break down to that. And I would always tell them, it was, very, it was a very powerful, effective phrase that I used for a few years where i tell them, well, you, you can't lose weight to get happy. You have to get happy to lose weight. So it's something you, it's the, the goal that you think you're going to get to and that's going to change you and make you feel so amazing it never happens. You've got to find that before you actually start to go for that goal if you're looking for long-term real success because the people who seek happiness out of just changing their body in these dramatic ways end up finding at the end of that, number one, their perception of the self is so skewed that they never reach what they think uh, that they need to look Mm. Um, and they find that there's no pot of gold at the end
0: of the rainbow Mm.
2: and um,
0: at that point it's very They also, what ends up happening because they become so fixated on that, they go about it the wrong way. And then they the then
2: motivation's they, so
0: yeah, their yeah. motivation's so wrong they 're so driven by the number coming off on the scale that they go about it in all the wrong ways, which ends up just making it worse for them, so even if they go all the way through and actually achieve that goal they're they look back at the journey and they're like, "Fuck mm. that yeah. Yeah. I'd rather be twenty pounds heavier yeah. eating the way I was eating, not having to do punishing myself like that every single yeah. day in the gym, like I was happier, and then you get yeah. this
2: message. I just saw this uh, the other day on uh, I think it was Facebook was this young lady who competed uh, in bikini, so she get herself real tiny and just emaciated. And then there was a picture of her next to it uh, now, today, and she's much heavier, um, probably a little heavier than she should be. I'd say probably about fifteen pounds overweight over where she should be in terms of her health. And then the title of it is. Um, you know, I'm so happy now. Uh, you know, I never want to do what I did before and this is the way I'm always going to be type of deal. And now she's attached herself to that. It's gotten, like it I got went so bad in one direction that then people start to think to themselves like, well, the only way now I'm going to be happy is if I don't even think about my health, if I don't think, and that's what she said basically. Mm, she eats whatever she wants. Dieting. She isn't active because that's how she's Flexible happy. Flexible dieting, yeah? And Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and the problem, the problem with that is she's remembering how miserable it was before and thinking right. this is yeah. better than that. But there is... A, a, a better place, and the better place mm. is when you find that health, when you find the true motivations, when you really take care of yourself. Uh, the side effect of that for a lot of people is they look fantastic. But mm. if you try to do it for the look and that's your sole motivation, you're not going to mm. find it. You can
4: well, have abs and be miserable well, for sure. Yeah,
3: yeah. i have been there. <laughs> no, <I mean. laughs> but you want to look back at my relationship with food though, real quick, with yeah. the uh, as you were saying then about people attaching. Uh, I just want to go into quickly um, what I've experienced. Over the last few years uh the first few kind of competitions i'd done didn't really have i probably didn't have the knowledge adam had going into it you know i didn't really have that much of a um, a, a good knowledge on nutrition and i basically built up this um it's a bit of an eating disorder essentially um where i would do a show rebound for a bit and i'd probably just write the whole week off afterwards then where i just i wouldn't eat rubbish non-stop day in day out for a week but it would be pretty much a whole week of just dropping my guard And then what I would do then, when I would be back on it as such, um, I would be looking back. I would just be like depriving myself of loads of different nutrients because I'd be eating the same foods pretty much day in, day out, Monday to Friday, right, for example – I would eat, you know, my salmon, my chicken veg, my soup salad, chicken breast and broccoli. You know it, uh, and that's pretty much it. Brown rice. <laughs> Maybe one or two other things, <laughs> and then on the get to the weekend, I'd be like, oh, okay, um, you know, I've 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 eaten really healthy all week, which in reality I had I'd eaten the same foods all week. I'd eaten some good foods, but missing out on a lot of nutrients. And then I would kind of binge eat. Then I would like I would have one one. Bad thing, oh okay, I've earned this, and then it would turn into a whole weekend, and that went on for about um, a solid year mm. before I started listening. I, think to I joined us. you in most of those weekends. You, you joined well, me, yeah, you, yeah. You helped me out. You helped me out, man. We <laughs> should have recorded. <laughs> There's one which we were saying one, we should one have. Weekend, oh, maybe 20-30 thousand calories after within after about twenty four hours, mate. Oh, yeah. wow. wait, you did what?
4: Oh, mate, we uh, should have recorded. I, that. W- I was, I was actually um, going into a uh, show myself um, at the time, and but you've uh, done two or three, haven't you? Yeah, I've done two myself, and it was the end of the British finals. And I think when you, he did, I was expecting him to win. And he uh, didn't the, play. So he didn't place, so, so then when he got off stage, I was like, fuck this. You <laughs> didn't place I'm not going to do the show. Threw in the towel, started spreading <laughs> peanut butter
0: on oh, wow. <laughs> chocolate rice cakes. And it escalated from there. Then so,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll take it for what we at, You know, you it's, know? Fu- uh, it's funny. How you long say- have we go? let will tell you what we at. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's funny you say that I got, re- you guys should have recorded it because I find it very fascinating right now to see. Those are some of the most viral or you know oh, most yeah. shared I know. videos bad, right it? now. Is promote the, it. <laughs> these food challenges? <laughs> yeah. There is a ton of these uh, ten thousand calorie, Ooh. twenty thousand calories. In fact, some of these guys and girls have some of the largest followings right now, and it's a very hot trend on YouTube. And I find it very fascinating how uh, we we as in I mean everybody a, a big popular big part of the population is drawn to seeing this even myself could not help but watch it to see what does this motherfucker eat to get mm. to twenty thousand calories mm. i'm interested
4: yeah, yeah for sure
3: and
0: so it's fascinating and it it makes me wonder uh what that what that's going to do you know and what, what yeah. isn't it a channel it we-
4: dedicated to that now you can watch people eat food apparently on youtube oh yeah only that's the new channel, channel is, people, no, people worldwide now are so
3: emotionally attached to food <laughs> that like that kind of thing is just like gold. Gold, isn't it to watch someone, similar- you know how big YouTube is now anyway people don't really watch a great deal of TV unless it's Netflix right so it's like okay yeah food let's tune into that like, <laughs> there's that
2: one page Popsicles. who's that one guy I remember I got into it with him because it, it got so angry when I first saw him he has this page where he 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 inter- this is what he does. He promotes intermittent fasting. So he's like, yes, uh, this is how okay, I yeah, this is how I stay meal, lean. Right? I eat intermittent fast and then he I eat whatever. Food, and, yeah. yeah, and then he makes like these pizzas yeah. with like cereal Ugly. Ugly. and uh, you know, cereal and, you know, donuts on it and top Ramen. like the mm-hmm. mo- the grossest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And he'll smash this whole thing. And it'll be like five, six thousand calories, and he's like, "But I got abs." Yeah, the problem
4: is he's lean, right? So people are going to see that, and yeah, think yeah. They get
0: away with it. Right? What's going on inside his body, the boys? And what's happening with the gut flow? Yeah, right.
2: Oh, he must have the most <laughs> the most terrible shits. No, it's it's crazy. <laughs>
0: it's crazy to see where all where all this stuff is going. But you know, bringing it all the way back to building your business, I think. Uh, if you if you're really trying to scale a business uh, beyond you know being because you guys are full I mean you guys are you guys have already experienced that what it feels like to run eight to ten clients every single day mm-hmm. and you do you get tapped out and mm. if, if you still are looking for more because some people I know I have a buddy who's been doing that for years and years and years and he's very comfortable he makes good money he loves it he loves his Pete loves training clients no desire to scale out of that mm. um, but those that are looking to scale beyond that and they want more hundred uh, percent you you've got to be thinking how you can do that through different social media platforms because it will be the future it's it's here already and it's mm-hmm. soon it'll be it'll be a necessity right so yeah. the sooner you start figuring that out if you to me if you're a, an entrepreneur at all in any industry it's a must mm-hmm. and you know you're starting to see this more and more companies and it's a great time to be trying to figure it out because nobody has it really truly mastered, I feel like. I don't think there's, no, I, think there's you're right, yeah. I think there's some companies that are doing a lot of things well, and, but I think there is lots of opportunity to evolve it. And like Sal said, you know, everything becoming free one day, I foresee that, that this model goes that direction when everything's all put into place uh, because then you could potentially do that. Once you build the large enough network, you can provide a lot of really cool shit for free mm-hmm. so having that mentality of what what can I what can I provide to others of value and uh, if trying to progress that as fast as you possibly can I'll, I'll
2: tell you when the spirit transparent uh, transparency that the direction that mind pump is going to be going uh, in, the, in the future I don't know if it's necessarily the close future but is gonna be placing our focus on training trainers and teaching fitness professionals. How they can build uh, sustainable six-figure businesses uh, in fitness, um, and that's going to be a part of it. It Has to be a part of it. That's such a big part of, of business. But there's other pieces too. What are some things you guys would would want to learn from? Uh, to you know, or do you think that would should be covered in something like that? Just to pick your brains a little bit, because you both still trainers.
3: Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. I'll I'll be straight up. So for me, um, where where I kind of uh, need to step my game up is is the business side of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've got the work ethic, you know. Um, I've built up a good following. Um, But only over, say, the last year or so have I really been focusing on, you know, trying to build a bit of a, you know, like an online empire. Mm. I had my website, I had a really good website put in place probably about two years ago. Uh, I I started doing the online coaching, as I mentioned earlier. Um, But as you say, unless you've got like, unless you scale it properly where you've put the planning into it Mm. in terms of the dealing with the, because you're doing personal training on top of that don't forget so it's it's, it's finding the, it's managing your time essentially yeah. um but so yeah, time time management would be t- a big time one. management would be a good one um also with the business side of it I think just the social media side of it really um because okay. obviously you guys are Experiencing and learning a lot now along the roads uh, when it comes to that side of it. So just by what Adam said earlier in terms of you know the types of followers you're attracting and uh, what content you're putting out there, are you giving enough free content and linking stuff up to the social media is, is really important as we've been uh, talking about. Okay, really, excellent.
2: So. I'm glad we're we're on track then. Yeah, beautiful. Well, guys, thanks. Thanks for coming down. Thanks, man. It's been, it's been really great. Appreciate it. It's been an awesome experience. Absolutely been, great. Been an honor, man. Check this out. Go to go to YouTube. Check out Mind Pump TV. We drop a new video every single day. Subscribe to our channel. Also, you can check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Media, and we all have personal pages. Mine is Mind Pump Sal, Adam is Mind Pump Adam, Justin's Mind Pump Justin, and Doug is
1: Mind Pump Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB super bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.